When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're into round two and the tennis is hot up. Djokovic is through. Fakina caused a bit of an upset. On the women's side, Asaka and Brady are firing. There's a lot to get through, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. So, not so many upsets uh, so far in round two. Uh, Novak Djokovic survived an early scare there from uh, the Brit, Kyle Edmund, who took the first set against Novak, but pretty much a workmanlike performance after that for world number one. It wasn't really much of a scare. I feel like um, Djokovic was just toying with him. To be fair, it just seemed like a bit of a game on court for Djokovic and he wasn't really playing at his best, didn't really need to. Edmund was playing relatively well in the opening few sets, but just Djokovic was too strong really. There's not really much to report on this match aside from the fact that Djokovic ultimately was just levels above Kyle Edmund in this match and it showed because at any point Djokovic wanted to raise his game to the next level, Edmund was unable to keep up and then that's when you started seeing the unforced errors and just inability to really stay in the rallies at all. What did you think was the key for getting over that one set to love deficit? What did you see him change in his game? That Who dropped like, it? Yeah, I mean... Nothing, just... really. He just raised his game a little bit. He's just too good. It's like men versus boys, the match for me. It's always there's not really much report it? on it for, for me because Djokovic just... It's like he was toying with Edmund and he had him where he wanted him the whole time, even when he was down a set at the end of the day. It felt like Djokovic was in control. There wasn't one point in that match where I thought it was ever in uh, dispute that Djokovic was going to lose. And um, in the end, come through and won the final three sets, 6-3, 6-4, 6-2. Yeah. And it sets up Another match with Struff. <laughs> and Leonard Struff. As we predicted. Which, yeah, like we <laughs> predicted. So... If you've not checked out our US Open draw video, have a look at that because we predicted the fact that we thought these two would face up. It's not, the, it's, not, it's not rocket science, to be no. fair. It's kind of, um, I think most people would have said the same. But to be yeah. fair, a lot of our selections, looking at them along the second uh, round, we kind of anticipated who would be going through. So we've not done too bad so far, Ben. No, I mean, uh, with Struff, I hate to say it, but I can see Djokovic. He might be able to take a set off him again, maybe, but I. Djokovic is going through. I don't I see, yeah. I can't I just don't see, see it going any other way. But I think it's going to probably be more convincing than the Edmund one, to be honest. I just think Struff doesn't have the game for Djokovic. He's a bit erratic in his shots, and Djokovic is able to pick someone off like that, ABVs, really. Um, yeah, not really much more to report on that. But Struff had a really good performance against Mike, uh, Mo. Is yeah, Mike Mo. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think this is a bit of a level too far, like the slams. He's a, he's a very good player on the challengers, wins a lot of them, but taking that level above, granted he's only young, he can, he can improve quite a bit, but he's not quite there yet for me in the US Open to be competing with some of the big dogs. 
Yeah, probably the um, easiest uh, route through to the next round was uh, Pablo Carrena Buster. Um, sad to see, well, Mitchell Kruger there uh, came up against someone of the seasoned in Grand Slams, Carreno Buster. Yeah. 6 1, 6 2, 6 2, an easy dispatch of the American. Yeah, but Kruger's another one. I just don't, he's a bit like Mo in terms of, um, he's just not right, quite at the level really to be competing at this level. Um, granted, he got to a second round, so yeah. he did well. That's probably as much as he could have expected. Got a good purse from just doing that alone. So Yeah, for sure. It's a, all in all, it's a success, especially in a, in a time like this where we're in a, in a pandemic where people need whatever money they can get. So for him, I'm sure he's probably going with his head held high. But Buster oh. was just too good for him. Yeah. And then um, the moving one, down, it's actually yeah. one we both predicted, funny enough. Yeah. We was a bit surprised <laughs> that he was underdog before the match. We know yeah, how good sure. Steve Johnson is, but we also know how good Brankis is. And we did fancy Brankis for that tie. And yep. he did turn up, he ended up winning. To be fair, I was thinking in the third set where Brankis lost 6-1. I wasn't sure if it was going to be one of them where he sort of fizzled out of the game and that was it. And then maybe if, if Stevie Johnson took the fourth set, then it would have probably been very tricky, I thought, for Brankis to have won it. But it turned out he just, he fought back in the fourth and ended up winning it in a tiebreak. Who's the fancy of that next uh, round match, Carreno Basta Barankis? Yeah, so with that one, it's very tricky. Um, I'd go with Brankis in the form he's playing in at the moment. I think he's the better player. I don't see it. I see Buster, Carreno Buster, just busting him up. So <laughs> that's uh, uh, quite an interesting match. It was on late last night. I uh, caught the first part of it, which was probably the most competitive element of it, was uh, Denis Shapovalov, who's looks like he's come back to form. He knocked out... Uh, Su Kwon, um, yeah. one of our favourites. We know that how good he is and followed him a lot last year. But he took the first set in that tie break. But, yeah, Shapovalov, yeah, he's one of the hardest hitters on the tour. And mm. you do, it just showed, really. It just overpowered uh, Kwon in those last three sets. Once his serves go in as well, he's a real tough customer to, uh, to defeat. And I think that you could see something really interesting in the next round. It's going to be quite an exciting one, I think, for him. Another one really hard to call. Taylor Fritz, uh, Denis Shapovalov. Fritz won his match really easily, to be fair, against Jules Tumon. Um, yeah, not much, not really poor on it, aside from the fact that we kind of anticipated Fritz beating him comfortably, which he did. And it sets up a good third-round tie against Shapovalov. This is a really evenly poised match, I feel. Shall I put the uh, uh, draw up just to show people what's uh, that first part of the draw? Yeah, yeah, get the draw up. These people can see what we're talking about. All right. <clears throat> so we got Djokovic, obviously, there at the top. And going through, getting Struff. We got Corino Buster, Barankis. Um, yeah, we got Shapovalov there. Now come up against Fritz. Fritz, like you said, went up against Jill Simon there. And Jules Simon, uh, well, it wasn't the same Jules Simon from the last round, but Fritz, I think he's one of these people who's growing each round every day in his career. He's still very young, and I think the next round we'll see what he's really made of. Well, for me, the, the, the next round, like going down potentially, if whoever the winner of Fritz Shapovalov will be playing these, and this is, for me, the tie of the third round, 
and that's Kronovich Gotham. Oof. Yeah. It looks like a real interesting one, that one. Uh, I watched the Kronovich match yesterday. He just had too much for Jerome, to be honest. He bossed points when he felt like turning turning it on, turning and he sort of had break points against him quite frequently, but he still was able to just turn it on, win the and I don't don't think I think he may have got broken a couple of times, but he instantly got it back again and comfortable really. Well we know how good form Kronovich is in at the moment. At the end of the day he's just beaten team last week. So um his his confidence is sky high at the moment. Yeah. But he's playing Goffa, another player who's in some good form. We know who he is. He's the most consistent player really on tour. He's always pulls out consistent results and he's Definitely. brilliant on hardcore as well. So that's a tough affair. I feel like whoever takes the first set in that one's going to be pivotal in uh, winning the match. Oh, definitely. That uh, was quite an interesting match, actually, against Lloyd Harris, who, someone who was on our radar last year. He was winning quite a lot of challenger matches and getting to the finals of a lot of events in the challenger tour as the South African guy. Uh, he's got a really powerful game, powerful yeah. serve, and it showed in the second set, he rallied to come through and win a second set 6-4, but Goffin, so quick around the court, so yeah, consistent with his hitting, and it was just the, the goal, there was a golfing class really in the end, which I don't say, I see Lloyd Harris maybe doing well in Future slams. I don't get me. I, yeah. think, I think he took a set of Federer, if I'm not mistaken. He, he didn't. He didn't look out of place at all there, really. And um, to be fair, looking at him, he looked a bit like Sitipas. If he'd had a quick glance, he had the long hair, and some of the shots and technique, the way he was playing, looked very much like uh, watching Sitipas, especially some of the ones down the line. I noticed. Yeah, so, um, exactly. bodes well for the future for him. Yeah, for sure. And we're, we're going to see a lot of him. I feel he's not going to go anywhere. No, definitely not. Uh, I mean. Moving on to your guy. Next round, it, well, it was the main second. man, Stefanos Tsitsipas. He went up against Mr. Chip and Charge himself, Maxime Cressy. And all the commentators were saying Tsitsipas has probably just been like practicing his passing shots like religiously since his last round match. And he had to because Cressy was at the net, I think, 95% of the match. And, uh, yeah, just go show how good a pass is. I think it took one set feeling him out. and Well, it shows how close you can get it by playing that way. At the end of the day, you've got yeah. to put some respect on Crazy that he's in the grand slam against pass, And he was able to take... He wasn't like... He didn't get blown away. The first set seemed relatively tight. And he was able to take, what's it, nine... Uh, 13, 13 games off uh, pass, which isn't too bad. No, it's very good. And um, it just shows that... It, does work, but maybe at this level, playing against the better players, they will pick you off. They will be able to pass you or lob you. So um, maybe you might have to rethink his strategy against some of the big guys. Or just maybe. hopefully you don't ever play him. But I'm sure he'll be happy with his performance here. He got to the second round more than what he probably thought he could do. Possible, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he's going to be up against uh, uh, Bjorna, or is it Borna Korich in the next yeah. round? Who had quite a close match there. Didn't expect it to go the distance, but went to five sets with uh, Londero. Well, that third set was uh, pivotal. I was watching it, and uh, Korich was 4-1 up in that with two breaks. And Londero managed to pull it back to a tie break and then win the tie break. And I feel like that's when the tides were, were sort of turning a bit. I had to go to sleep after that because I was <laughs> tired, but... I thought I woke up this morning. And I wasn't sure what to what, how the end result would have been, 
But it looks like Korhic then turned it on and won the final two sets relatively comfortably, 6-2, 6-3. What I did see in that match, it was a case of Londera was extremely solid. He was playing um, some really good uh, ground strokes, especially on his forehand side. And I think Korhic, what he was doing was just overplaying a lot of the points and trying trying to hit too much into the corners when he just needed to pick his time and play more uh, high-percentage shots rather than these sort of uh, ambitious winners, as per se, which didn't wasn't yeah. really coming off for him. Um, he ended up winning it in the end, so he must have changed it in the final two sets, and that sets up a good tie against Sitter Pass. Um, I think Sitter Pass should be okay there, to be honest. I think so, yeah. I think it's a safe bet. Uh, he's had much less time on court as well, which is probably going to just help him even further. Yeah, and looking at the draw, I think City Pass. I'm glad I picked him now. Yeah, he's got because I think he's got a, he's got a relatively nice draw. He um, has potentially through to the semi-finals. I don't want to jinx it because there's no easy matches at this level. But no, for me, not. I feel like they, you should. Uh, hopefully, he can get to the semi-finals, which would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll be playing either the winner of Thompson Kukushkin, who both come through against tricky opposition actually, and Jarisimov and Garin. Um, yes. If we look at the Thompson Jerusalem, I know you said that you thought Thompson was going to win that match. I was more yeah. edging towards <laughs> I take a little um, uh, tick. Oh, you can have that one. Yeah. But get on to my one in no. a minute, mate. Yeah, I know. But then, <laughs> and also, once we were off camera, what did I? Could we both gave our pick of what we thought was going to happen in the Kukushkin Garin match? I said Kukushkin in five. You said Garen in three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened? Well, Kukushkin when he went 2-0 down quite quickly, I was thinking that's a bit of a terrible hit. After that two sets to love lead, he went ahead there. Kukushkin is really underrated, I think, as a player. Like on, Especially in these big competitions, he can cruise through a few rounds and people don't notice him moving yeah. through. You did say that as well, to be fair. And Kukushkin's a very solid player. I think Garin was a bit unlucky in terms of, like, he had a lot of the momentum. He was up a break in the final set. It looked like he was going to be able to hold it out. But then Kukushkin, he just, Garin had a, like, a lapse of concentration. He had a bit of issues with his leg as well. He had a medical timeout in that final set where he was having having a bit of a rub down during the, during the match. And... Um, yeah, like at that point, it was the right was on the wall really for Gary because he's just level dropped a little bit. He was yeah. trying to finish off points really quickly, and I feel like if he wasn't, if he was at his best, I feel like Kukushkin would not have been able to do what he did. But we've seen Gary in the previous round; he went down two sets and ended up winning that three two. So I thought it was going to be another story like that. It wasn't to be on this occasion. A Kukushkin one, I was happy for him. I saw his girlfriend was in the in the literally sitting. Uh, but the coaches were, and she was just quite emotional as well afterwards. Really? Yeah, that's, that's brilliant for them, at least. She's probably thinking about what to do with the house. <laughs> yep, it's already spending With the money. extra money. She's already spent it, probably, yeah. Yep. So that's an interesting next round match. What do you fancy on that one? Jordan Thompson um, versus Kukushkin. I think Thompson, based on what I saw against Jurisimov. I've rated him a bit more now. I think Thompson... Um, I, he's I been playing well this, this whole tournament, really. He's not really had an easy match either, and he's surprised me on every every occasion that's what i thought um, i thought his, his form going into the tournament that's why i thought he would most likely be probably meeting up with sitter pass in that round that was the sort of route i saw in that well if you show your screen you could show them like um who who they'll be playing next so then you yeah, could sure. got obviously the 
Thompson, the winner of Thompson Kukushkin versus Sitapas Korich. Yeah, exactly. So, and then moving yeah, we've got down. these here. Yeah, and then we had obviously the the Brit through again. We got another Brit through, but this time to the third round, and we've got, and it was Cam Norrie. Norrie yeah. doing the business against well Korea. He sort of got through in five in the first round, but we know. Yeah, we didn't really expect him to get through Jason Jung. Um, I think it was a bit fortunate John got Norrie. injured, really. But uh, with Corey, we know how good he is, but he's predominantly clay court player. Norrie was just too much for him, beat him in three. Didn't Not much to report going. on that one. No, nah, I didn't see it going any other way, that one, to be honest. <laughs> just a break in each certain done and dust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he'll be playing your pick of <laughs> uh, uh, the last Kino, mate. Yeah, you called yeah. it. And, uh, he won in four sets against Hubert Herkash. Which... Yeah, and I was just, um, I'm just so happy, really, because, like you say, I thought I did anticipate a bit of an upset here. I thought for King that did have a, a bit too much for Hubert, and it turned out he did, and he won relatively comfortably in the end. I think Herkash has had a bit of an injury going into the fourth, but I think that was predominantly the fact that he was down three <laughs> 0 and for Keen, it was just dominating him on his forehand, and he was just like, "I want to get off this court as quick as possible." But like I scores? said, Fakina's just beaten Dennis Novak in five. Looked really impressive. Dennis Novak, by no means, is an easy match. And then to be playing Huber and beat, and beat him as well. It's not yeah. going to be easy for Nori. It's not going to yeah. be easy. And no, no, uh, also, good. shout out to that guy in the comments saying, telling me uh, Fakina, he's not going to think, he didn't, can't <laughs> see that pick, calling me brave, saying there's no chance. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Makes a change I'm right anyway for once. Um, yeah, for sure. But I... Well, that was impressive. In the fashion, he did it as well uh, to get it done 6-2-6-2 in the last uh, two sets. So it was pretty impressive. Good to see the yeah. young young players coming through and making a run because you never know. I know I expect Norrie to win, but you never know. Like, Fakina looks very good. He's just knocked out uh, seeds, well, number 24 seeds, and Norrie is not seeded. And so... Yeah. This is, but Norrie has been playing very good tennis, so and he beat Schwartzman, so and that's bigger feather in your cap than probably Hubert Herkash. I'm assuming oh. you're going more on the you're edging towards Norrie to beat Fakina now. I would be, yeah, yeah, I would be. Yeah, I'm more on the Fakina side, obviously. Obviously, I've, I've got to back my boy there. Yeah, he's got to. There was someone who I don't even really want to speak about because I was watching the match and it just annoyed me. Uh, Jack Sock just. What's he doing? Like Manorino was playing good tennis, but Jack Sock just he was just moaning for the whole first set about something to do with I think he got yeah no he was to do with the time violations and he was uh, got some got a time viola- violation, but it, it wasn't the same for Manorino. He was saying, oh how come? No. He said, yeah, but the time only starts when you're stood in position to receive the serve. And he, so he made a point after that of every time he finished a point, he ran to the baseline and stood there and just like was in position, like very animated yeah. to show, I'm ready now. Look, come on, serve. Look, the time, timer should be starting. And then that just got, I think it was just in his head and he was still playing some good shots, but just be mentally in the game. Stop. Yeah, yeah, sure. he just and after that, I think he was just, he he beat himself. Manorino wasn't playing bad and just 
he just put out a good performance. There were some good rallies, don't get me wrong, but I didn't ever see Sock winning it after that. You're, so, you're still showing your screen, by the way, Ben. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, I just wanted to touch on that last one, which was, I can take it off. You can probably see the result there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which is Brandon Nakashima, who was my lad, who I was backing due to the facts. I just love, love the kid and just think that he's just the future of the sport. But it showed a lot of the sides that why, or the, the size of his gaming needs to improve now. That's all I thought was evident in that. I thought he did really well to get a set, and I was, I would have backed, I backed him to to take one set. But after seeing how powerful Zverev is in comparison to him, I'm not surprised that he didn't uh, manage to get any more sets after that one. For me, I've got a bit of a different analysis of the match. Really, I don't put too much on Nakashima like things for him to improve. Obviously, there is there's, because there's going to be some flaws in his game. I just think Alex Vera, we got to see the reason why he is so high in the world and such one of the best players and young young prospects there are in tennis. I thought in that second set he lost, we could see what his problem was. And that was the fact that on his second serve, he only won 11% of points. And that is just at this level, you can't be winning 11% on your second serve. But throughout the match, what we saw behind his first serve, he was unplayable really. And uh, yeah. the amount of points he was winning, I think that would be threatening to a lot of players, even including Djokovic. I think Djokovic could have a very tricky match against Zverev if oh. he's playing in this form. And I think I've, we've been on here a lot of times uh, criticising Zverev. But today we was able to see, or say today, yesterday we was able to see the real Alex Zverev and how good he is and why he is dubbed as one of the up-and-coming youngsters who is able to win a potential slam one day. What's and um, I, I was really, right. I was really uh, pleasantly uh, happy to see how well he performed on the big occasion. And Nakashima, fair play to him. He took his chance and and played as as well as tennis I've seen him play. But Sarah was just too good on the day. I think he, uh, yeah, you sort of hit the nail on the head. Nakashima didn't do anything wrong. He's still playing like out of his skin, really. Yeah. For somebody who's just coming on the scene, Zverev. This was a sort of like we touted it as what are you going to sh- turn up now is this the is this yeah, the yeah. match we're going to really see he answered his critics in it and it was a commanding uh performance by him. and he actually is very vocal about the fact that after the match he's just like my second serve i just need to improve it so badly it's just there were so many double faults in the match as well yeah that, and, that again yeah but the double faults were always backed up by about another three aces afterwards. So yeah. his serve, like his first serve is so good. He's very hit and miss, isn't it? And that's why, but it's still good to see that he's still fighting and he's not just giving up in points, that type of thing. He actually does really want it. And you saw even in that, I thought Nakashima was going to bottle the tiebreak a little bit in that second yeah. set. Where's he 5-0 up? And well, 5-0 up, yeah. It just looked like he was going to lose it at one point. hitting them long. But Zverev's still stuck in it, in, even in that. He didn't just give him... Oh, the... super impressed. I was really impressed by Zverev. I've always thought that City Pass was a bit like the kind of the level above Zverev. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but today I was sort of... It gave a big argument for Zverev being in that in that discussion, for sure. And it it's, sets up a good tie now yeah. against Manorino. Um, who I fancy him being, to be fair. Yeah. And then he would play the winner of Fakina Nori, which then he would be another big favourite for. Yeah, we would. So it's a case of, yeah, he looks like he's got a relatively nice draw 
going through. There's no nice draws, but you'd fancy Zverev of his calibre, the way he's playing in that previous in the in the match against uh, Nakashima. To if he was able to continue that to have a good run in this tournament and maybe make it all the way. Yeah, I mean, you could set up. Is that a, a is that a quarterfinal with a pass if it, if it all goes well? I believe, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Or is that semi? No, it's yeah, quarter, quarter. Quarters with Zitter Pass could be the way that we're going to see the tournament go. Could be interesting. Yeah. That. Hopefully that's uh, what we get to see. But not if Nori has anything to say about it, he might be able to get through and uh, might surprise everybody. But Anyway, let's move on to the women's because there's yeah. a lot more upsets on this side. There definitely and, is. Um, I feel like we should start with arguably one of the biggest ones, which was Caroline Pliskova went out. Yeah, it's just um, crazy, though. And it was, the first set was complete obliteration by Garcia, beat a 6-1. I'm so she shocked. back in the second set, but just didn't have enough for her, really. And um, has not really been playing very well since the, since the return of tennis. No. Not really seen her pull many results together at all, and um, a bit worrying. Um, maybe she's saving herself for the French Open, but number one she's going to have to perform a lot better for that because the number one seed's out, and it's already a bit of a uh, the quality's not the highest on the women's tour right now, in the fact that there's so many of the top ten dropped out of this tournament. Um, so we needed as many as we can to keep uh, to, to stay in the tournament really and progress. But she's gone. But one who is in brilliant form this year is Jen Brady. Yeah, and she wow. was able to beat Bellis. I thought that'd be closer. In a, in a flash. In a flash. I, th- I thought Bellis might put up a bit of, more of a fight. But Brady, like you said, she won that tournament in uh, Lexington. And she's not looked back, really. She, uh, yeah, she, she hasn't really looked back after that. I know she had, there was the other tournament, uh, she had Cincinnati, and she probably tired from the week before and didn't really perform there but she seems like she's back again she's rest well rested and now firing again and yeah i wouldn't want to be the next person to face her and caroline garcia it's not an easy match there she's gone past Bliskova, but i think it's a tougher match now jim i'm not sure i think jim brady is a lot happier that she's playing garcia than Bliskova. oh yeah for That's sure. For sure. so for her with her regards i think she's probably quite happy with the way it's turned out and she's got she's putting a uh hat down for this one to say that she's there to tear to win it i think definitely I think she's really got a good chance because on her draw the other main uh threat in my opinion is going to be angelique kerber Let's have a look at the, that side of the draw. Yeah. We see at the top there, we've got, yeah, Kerber, who went through in the all-German affair. So we had the all-American affair, the all-German affair, and then the all-American affair there. So Kerber freed some. Yeah, that was a really close match. But, as we said, Kerber threw in two. The big Kerber's shot. got a lot of quality, former world number one, and um, brilliant yeah. player, really. And I feel like it's between her and Brady. Whoever gets through there, they're going to be all the way, I think, maybe to a final, semi-final. Possibly. Um, yeah. And then we'll get on to it. They'll be playing potentially later on in the video. But what was you going to say? You could talk about Kerber Lee? Uh, I was going to say uh, Lee Risk, sorry, yeah. Lee and Risk. Risk, I thought Risk could be someone who might do well in this competition. Yeah, but we both said it, actually. We thought we could be a bit of a dark horse. We haven't seen much of her, though. This is the thing. We haven't really seen much of her at all. And I think it's just showed that maybe Lee's just a little bit... got that had that little bit more uh, pre-tournament practice. And mm. 
But she just destroyed her, really. I didn't see that coming. I don't know yeah, yeah. what happened in this match at all. And similar goes for uh, Von Jusova. I don't know. I can see this one more. I think more? Von Jusova, just get her, get her on the clay. I don't want to really watch her on hardcore anymore. She just, I don't know. She needs to <laughs> sort herself out big time, get some Sassnavich. coaching and actually understand it a bit more because she's not firing at all. It looks like she's very, every service game, it looks like it's going to be a struggle to hold. I watched a bit of this match because I was excited about this matchup, but Sasnovich just dominated her, really, oh, from Sasnovich the off one six one six two. I really rated her highly, even from uh, that the clay court uh, tournament that was, uh, was at Palermo, when yeah. she was playing some really good stuff there and really stood out for me as somebody who just jumped off the page who I hadn't really, really given much time to before. And... Shows she's putting it together on hard court now. And yeah. I'm excited to see that next round match against Putin Saver now. I think that could yeah. be a real, real clash. I think she could take it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tricky one to call, really. I think it's going to be quite close. I think Sasnovich probably would win. Um, but like you say, Putin put, put Sova is a seeded player and the draw, so you can't, <laughs> you can't just ignore her. No, for um, sure. But what, just quickly, but one last point on Fondrasova. I feel like her mind was oh. already on the French, to be fair. Probably. Um, I don't... She just wasn't... She seemed to be there, really, in spirit. No. Um, anyway, let's move down to arguably uh, the you're... L <laughs> of the whole tournament so far. Or maybe yeah. the L of tennis in general, ever. So we have a look at it here. <laughs> Get it up yeah, in big screen. I don't think I've ever seen a result like it. It was just that bad. And... Um, Mladenovic come out the blocks, firing, playing really good stuff. You'd fancy her. She was the favourite in this in this affair against Grachiva. Uh, but yeah. then just capitulation. In the second set, she's up 5-1. think it's going to be easy. She's yeah. probably already thinking about her early shower. Yeah. And then she thought we love her. Three match points and just collapsed. Just oh, there's not really much more so support. I don't think she didn't win a game after that. 40 she won one, I think, but that was it. 40 love and three match points. My ears playing tricks on me. Literally, that's exactly how it went. It's ridiculous. I'm... I think she might have been 5-2 up at that stage where she had the three match points. Um, mm. But either way, it was just... Um, it's, it's not acceptable and it's just poor from her. And then the third set, 6-0, bagel. I just don't understand how this is even possible. But I've seen it with Mladenovic before. I feel like it's happened recently as well. I forget the... I don't know if it was Cincinnati that close or maybe something before that. Might have been in Palermo or something. I've seen her do this similar, where she's out leading, commanding, and she's completely capitulation. She's known for it, I feel. And she's something what she needs to sort out because it's not her ability, is it? It seems to be a bit of a mental sort of fatigue. Is she lacking fitness where she can only play for 40 minutes? I don't know. But um, something's not right there. And... Um, yeah, it's really we'll see, her, we'll see her at French Open, I'm sure. And hopefully she can do a bit better and sort herself out for that. She'll have the home crowd, 20,000 people in the stadium. So I think it'll be a bit trickier for her to do that in front of um, uh, national fans to sort of just capitulate like that. I think she'll give a bit more of a fight for sure. It's just and really strange. Let me, uh, I can... Well, anyway, fair play to Gratuva. She went through and won. So yeah. you've got to give her some, some plaudits. I can uh, just give you a graphic. I'll just show you quickly on here. If uh, give me two seconds, I've just pulled up just the point by point so that people can actually see what went down. And yeah, this, that's a good uh, idea. Do that. 
Uh, right, so yeah, so you can see here. Crazy. Match points. <laughs> One, two, yeah, the four match points, 40 level out of five, two. And yeah, it's just not Look good enough, that, is it? It's just crazy. Like, how do you go, like, how do you capitulate like that? And just lose okay. all of them, like all Look in at the first service game, held to love. Things were looking good after winning yeah. six days, then broke straight away. Things were looking positive. Manages to get to 5 1, and then well, that was it. Had a game to game love over. there in the first. <laughs> I'm saying. I know. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next part of the draw. Yeah. Let me uh, just come out of there. Yeah, so on to the next part. Sure, so uh, Gracheva, she's going to be playing. Uh, Martic. Petra, Petra Martic, yeah, in the next round. Yeah, no upsets there. Martic, the experienced player, come through, won that. Not much to really report on it. 6-3, 6-4. Moving yeah. down to the next quarter, this is where it's quite exciting, I feel. And this is where we're going to potentially see the one of the oppositions to be playing, I feel, Angelique Kerber or Brady later on in the, in the event. And one of the ones who you'd fancy to be right there is Naomi Osaka. Yeah, Obviously, would. the finalist of uh, Cincinnati was unfortunate yeah. not to play in that game for injury, but her form just she continued that form through. And she looks like the most informed player, in my opinion, on the women's tour right now. You could make an yeah. argument for Jennifer Brady, but I think Osaka's the one to beat in this tournament. The I way she's so. been playing, I just hope that her hamstring's not too tight and she's okay to play. Not constantly. <clears throat> Yeah, Contevic obviously is up there, but if you you can't really ignore the fact that for me on the men's tour you've got Djokovic and on the women's tour you've got Osaka right now. They're the two um, dominant forces, I feel. Uh, Camilla Georgie could not get close to a experienced no. player. I quite like Georgie. You know I watch quite a few of her matches actually, but Osaka is just too good. More for the and play. it sets up a, a bit of a shock actually in the next one. Yeah. Where Sevastova lost to Kostiuk. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, well, obviously, Sevastova beat Corey Goff in the last round. Was expecting her to sort of push on from that. But uh, fair play to Kostya. I'm not seeing much of her, to be fair. I know she's, I know who she is, but I've not watched many of her matches. So um, <laughs> I'll probably I'll have a look at the Osaka Kostya one and have more to report on, on that, for sure. Uh, moving down, we have a few here. Magna Lynette went for a tricky game against Dan Kukovic. And uh, we know she's quite a good player, actually, on clay. But uh, Lynette, uh, the seeded player there, 24, was able to beat her. And then play Contevit, who is yeah. my dark horse for the tournament. And, um, yeah, it's looking good, I feel. I think she's going to have Very a good, good run in this tournament until she potentially plays um, Osaka in the, what's that, the fourth round? Yes. Yes, yeah, she could have a fourth round tie against Osaka, which is a bit of a worry. Well, you never um, know. Yeah, but then yeah. look, so she beat Kaza Juban, how we know how good she is. She's played some yeah. good tennis of late as well, especially at Palermo, uh, beating a few uh, players who she was an uh, underdog to, so fair play to her. One I was more shocked in was that next one, uh, Rybakina. Yeah, me and you both, mate. Shelby <laughs> Rogers. Shelby Rogers was doing well uh, in Lexington. Yeah. She's shown it again, good on the hard court and taking out the 11th seed, Rybakina. So, sad to see Rybakina go out, but she sets up an All-American affair in the next round. Another shock as well. There's a lot of shock on the women's side. Yeah. Yastremska out, Brengel through. Yeah, that is a bit <clears> of a shock. Both of them are massive shocks, to be fair. I was pretty confident we'd see a Rybakina-Yastremenka third round, but it wasn't to be. 
Rybikina, we've got she's got a massive future in the game. Can't write her off too soon. She had a brilliant start of 2020. Yeah, for sure. the, the coronavirus stuff come at a bad time for her because she was flying before that happened. She was. Um, oh, well, we'll see her. We'll see her again soon. Um, yeah, Shelby Rogers, Brangle. Mm. If you'd fancy Shelby Rogers there, right? Yeah, same. And okay, moving down to the final little segment, and we've got Flipkins, Pegula, and Kozlova, Kavitova. Yes. Kavitova's doing a doing a thing down there, isn't she? She's I think down the she, bottom. She's looking good. To, if she goes through there, but we could have like Kavitova if she manages to get past Pagula, who took out Flipkins. Then we could have maybe a Rogers Kavitova. I see Kavitova probably winning that as well. Yeah, I think Kavit is rubbing her hands together, mate. That Yostromenko and Rabikina have gone out. Yeah, for sure. And we could have an Osaka Kavitova quarterfinal. That could be Gosh. cool. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that's our overview for the first part of round two. <laughs> We've yep. got the other part tonight. We'll be watching them matches and we'll be doing another podcast tomorrow. Um, if you've got any questions for us or other things you want us to report on on the podcast, let us know and we'll try and discuss it in the next podcast. If not, have you got anything to say, Ben? Not really. Just keep your eye on the US Open. We'll be keeping our eye closely on it and just trying to watch as many matches as possible and just keep you up to date on a daily basis. So, yeah. Yeah, if you've not already, make sure you like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.